You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hi guys, it's Megan and Anna. And today we are talking about the idea of like what you love grows. I have to explain where this came from because it's kind of an imagery. All right. I was listening to a podcast by Thomas McConkie and he was just talking about like what you give love to grows. And while I was listening to this podcast, I was making my bed. This is a little cheesy. Just stick with me. I was making my bed. And as I like flattened out the sheets and made these creases nice and tucked it in nice and tight, I was just thinking how grateful, like for this bedding that I was, this bedding that I chose very intentionally that I remember picking it out. I remember loving it so much and making sure everything looked nice and the gratitude It sounds really funny because I was making my bed, a chore that I normally hate. I was just imagining like, again, cheesy, but the light and love like flowing through my hands from my heart to my fingertips into this item that I had that I was so grateful for. And that experience changed. Like just, it opened up so many doors that if something as simple as making a bed could be that create that much gratitude and contentment and love within me. So many other things are available to us. Yes. I love this because Anna actually told me this, but it's from Thomas McConkie, but she told me this yesterday. She said, gratitude is a portal to the divine. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I think like in our homes, this is kind of going to be a little homemakery today, but in our, in our homes, we're trying to teach our children and to connect with the divine. We're trying to teach them about it and connect with it. And I think the most, like, such a simple, beautiful way to do that is find gratitude in all these little tedious chores by by giving love to them mm-hmm. and feeling grateful. So I love that. And I have to tell you guys my experience, which is opposite, that was today. So I was getting ready to come here. I knew Anna was going to be coming to my house and we had a babysitter coming over. And I was trying to get my house cleaned up and I was kind of like not barking at the kids, but kind of just like, get out of here. I'm trying to clean this up, you know? And I kept being like, okay, it's clean, but it feels stale. Like I almost told Anna that I didn't say it to her, but I'm like, it feels like not clean. Like I, I just didn't feel like it was like my house for a second. The energy felt stale in the house, which I know is kind of cheesy or like woo woo a little bit, but I totally believe in energy. And I believe that when you're the housekeeper, that your energy a hundred percent affects the house. Right. And so I, I was annoyed kind of when I left because I even told Anna, I'm like, I think it was like that the floors weren't mopped. I don't know, but my house wasn't feeling right. And as we were talking about this podcast, it came to my mind. The way I cared for my home this morning wasn't my way that I normally do it. It didn't feel like the energy behind the task that I did was stale. Mm-hmm. It was pretty blah. But like the day before when I had cleaned my house, you know, I was like, I want my house to feel love. I'm like so grateful for this candle I'm lighting. And what I did, the energy behind the actions that I did totally changed how the home I think is perceived mm-hmm. and how we take in the home. Mm-hmm. And just the idea of like what you love grows. Again, this might be a lot of homemaking stuff, but, but we don't that's care. only because <laughs> I don't me. care. I don't care at all. But also I think those tasks become tedious and we feel like obligation and we're not feeling the feelings that we want to in these daily tasks. But like I said, making the bed was a completely different experience. After that, I went and started making dinner 
And as I was making dinner, I mean, I was making biscuits. I'm talking homemade biscuits with buttermilk. <laughs> I started mm-hmm. making them and just thinking about the people that I was serving. And again, that same imagery of like infusing this with love, like this meal means so much more than just a task to be checked off of a list. And during that process, I was the one that got to feel the gratitude. I was the one that, and again, with that quote, gratitude is a portal to the divine. I felt closer to my God while I was doing that, while I kept my mind there. And the tone in my house was completely different. Even my kids who are rambunctious and crazy at that time, it just had a different feel to it. So that's something I've been really trying to replicate. It's so true. That's And that's exactly like the tone in my house. It's funny because I was telling Anna on the way here, I'm like, it's so weird because like just yesterday, like my kids, it was like so beautiful. It was like calm and peaceful, but I wasn't distracted. And I was focusing on serving my family, serving my home, making it look a certain way and feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I was putting that intention and that love behind everything I did. And, and as I did that, I started with like the first task of the day, you know, and as I did that, like Anna says, it grew, my kids started experiencing it, they calmed down, they, they were doing things that I like it was peaceful, you know, it was the way that I saw it and wanted it. And it was how you do hold those ideals, I think, sometimes. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's easy to get stuck on circumstantial things. Like I just talked about making a meal, like homemade biscuits. Y'all, I could feel the same way making cereal for my kids. I think sometimes we get stuck and it needs to be a clean house. But I felt that same piece Mm -hmm. when there's laundry sitting on my couch and I'm watching my kids play on the rug. Like, And the light is coming in just right. But my house is still in disarray. It doesn't matter. Those little things don't matter. It's the energy. It's the what you give love to. Sometimes it's slowing down your to-do list. And that little toddler that's following you around saying, mom, mom, guess what? Mom, mom. And you finally give them that attention and the one-on-one and the eye contact that they've been craving. Little things like that. I love the the term. I, I take this from my mentor that I love so much, Sally Clarkson. She's oh. like my homemaking mentor. I just, I feel like this whole podcast, this one specifically is like geared towards Sally. Yeah, Sally. I love her <laughs> so much. But it's life-giving. It's like putting life behind tedious tasks, and it's putting love behind these tedious tasks. That's so easy. We just start checking off the checklist, mm-hmm. and but they, they aren't creating the results we want when we do it with that energy. Mm-hmm. It's like we teach this all the time with thought work. Anna and I both teach this. It's feelings first, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, I'm going to make dinner because that's what makes you a, a good serving wife but if you're like ticked the whole time and you don't want to be doing it or you're just doing it blah because you don't want to that isn't going to create that service isn't going to take full effect for Mm -hmm. the people that you're serving and you won't be able to experience the feeling of it that you could I I think it's funny because like a lot of times we're like uh about like homemaking jobs you know what I mean it's like (laughs) uh I gotta mop again or whatever I'm just gonna have to do it again (laughs) I this is silly but I've been doing I'm gonna tell you guys this because this is like I've been doing this thing in the mornings I did I didn't do it today but I've been filling up a bucket with hot water and putting my favorite concentrates thieves cleaner by young living i've been putting it in there and i keep it in my laundry room all day with clean towels on it Mm -hmm. so that i can wipe and clean anything as i go and it's this small little thing that's like i'm just going to put intention behind keeping things wiped today Mm -hmm. and i'm going to do it with my favorite thing and i'm going to 
make it smell good in my house and things are going to be nice. And when I do that, it's weird. I know it's silly. It's like a dumb little thing. Like you don't need to do that, you know, mm-hmm. but when I, that little bit of intention of clean, extra cleanliness in my home, mm-hmm. it fills me. Like mm-hmm. I find so much gratitude for all the things that I have in my house. I feel so much gratitude for the, like, even that I get to be the person who's doing that, which yeah. is weird. Cause it's like, not that fun of a job. Well, this is also something that, I mean, whether or not you work inside the house or outside of the home, I think a lot of the time in my coaching, taking the same concept into my coaching. One thing mm-hmm. that I'd love to do as a coach is I really try to see them as God sees them. I want to see the very best, very greatest version of them. And then I'm an advocate for that. And anytime that they get stuck in thoughts or patterns or beliefs that keep them from that, keep them from actually really realizing that and feeling that it's my job to now advocate for the person that they forgot that they are. And so when I think about taking what I give love grows, I've seen that in my clients. I've seen them step into that as we give love, as we give. And so often I see like not in a coaching setting, but friends to friends, sometimes we get worried about our own, like where we're at, that we're almost afraid to give love, too much love, too much validation, because we're needing it a little bit. So we have to keep a little bit for ourselves. And I decided that's not what I want to be. One time talking with Megan, she said to me, like, I want to be a source of validation. I don't want to be needing it. Like I want to be so overflowing of it that I will give it all day long because that feels good to me. Somewhere along the lines. Sure. You said something like that. Yeah. So I love when you were talking, I'm like, what a gift. Like what? Mm -hmm. And like, that is the, one of the most beautiful ways to serve is just being willing to see people for who they really are. Mm -hmm. Like being able to look at somebody and see them not for where they're currently at in their accomplishments, but who they are to become and, and who they truly are in their soul and their spirit. Like, That is true charity to me, and that is the biggest gift we could give anyone. And I'm thinking about it with our kids because, you guys, I homeschool, and so I'm like their little teacher, and it's easy for me to get wrapped up in the weeds. (laughs) Like, where do my kids need to improve? And I actually think that's an okay question. Like, where do I need to help my kids improve is a good question, but it's like one of those things that can get overused because it's like, am I focusing on what they need to improve or am I focusing on where they're they're blooming. And I love, there's some quote that it said, like, if my kid showed that he was uh, excellent at tennis and not great at math, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get a math tutor. I'd get a tennis coach. Right. Because, because focusing, like, let's grow what's working and then obviously help them with whatever, like improve or obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. but I was thinking about homeschool. I was thinking how how it's so easy to just get wrapped up in in the weeds of our kids or the weeds in our relationships or the weeds of another person. And it's our job and it and it will feel so good to us. So it's not just a job. It's like our our opportunity to be able to hold that energy of love and compassion and charity for other people. Easier said than done. Yes. Also, just because it's on my mind, going back to like the homemaking thing, Just things like, I think I've talked about this before, but it being a gift to me, like there are certain things that I love in my home and I do love order in my home. I want to be able to be okay if it's messy as well. Don't want that to affect me in a negative way, but there's things like wiping off my counter, 
with the light coming in. That's like, this is a gift to me. Like just that little, like I want you to practice really in getting very, very present with the moment, especially like I would challenge you to do this in a very mundane task, like doing the dishes or wiping the counter or folding or putting away the laundry, whatever it is, something that you do consistently that maybe you are starting to resent even find those little things that you love like how can you infuse this with love maybe it's taking each clothing item one by one and having a memory of a child in it or just gratitude for it that's going to take an experience that you hate and just bring it into something that you can connect with god over make it beautiful what yeah, it's so Oh, oh, sorry. No, go. Okay. Speaking of beauty, I used to think like when it came to home decor, I wanted the newest stuff like mainstream. Let's get it off the shelf at Target. Sally Clarkson talks about in one of her books how she got this thrift shop table. They moved to a different country and they couldn't even stand straight up in their house because the ceilings weren't high enough, but they hosted people at this little tiny coffee table and how it had like wood stains on it or like those burn marks on it but how much love that little coffee table had for them. And that changed everything for me. Just the way that I, my contentment and my peace in my own house and how much I loved it and how I treated the things that I already had changed it. It put so much more beauty into my house. Yeah, so okay, I have to tell you a story. So Mm -hmm. when I was living in the house, you know, the 900 square foot, like Mm -hmm. little, I lived in an old house, really small, not cute. (laughs) In my humble opinion, (laughs) not cute. And one day, one morning, I just put my heart and soul into like cleaning it and just like all the little homemaking, you know, like I just was like, I wanted it to be nice that day. And my kids had been outside. So I really like just put it into it. And I put a lot of love into it. And then I had a friend come over and she was like, I love your house. Like, and I could just see her like looking around and I could literally like see her trying to figure out. What was was cute about it? Or like, what was making it like that, right? Like she was like, and me too, honestly, like, I'm like, I don't know, dude, it's pretty ugly. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, hmm, maybe it's the plants. And I'll never forget. She's like, maybe it's the plants. I'll have to wait to try to get plants at my house or something like that. And I was, I was laughing. And now like, it's so clear. It was the energy. It wasn't the stuff. It was the energy behind Mm -hmm. the stuff and what I was doing that day. It was the energy that I brought into the home. My mother-in-law, the best example of this, her home is a house of beauty. Like it's like, it's not, it is immaculate, but it's not even that. Like, mm-hmm. cause I've been in houses of beauty, like the type I'm talking about with her is my mom. I feel like it's similar, not immaculate, mm-hmm. but it's the intention in the home. It's the little items that they put in that spot. Yeah. It's why, what the energy behind what yeah. you bring in it. And it's really funny. My mother-in-law, um, she'll tell you this. She went to work for a couple of years. So she's, she works now, but it's different, but she was gone all day and her house was still clean. Like mm-hmm. her house will never not be clean, <laughs> but her house was still clean. It was still all her stuff, but you walked in and the energy was different. Yeah. It was cause she, and that's not bad. Like it was perfect when she's home. It was, it was alive and no one was even there. So who cares? But, but all of us would like walk in and we'd be like, it's weird in here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just different because your lo- her love wasn't there during that section of the day, you mm-hmm. know? And so I just think like, oh, like that energy of love is powerful. It's even palpable, yeah. you know? Um, I was also thinking about this. 
I was thinking about trying versus being in this scenario because how many times have you like, okay, I'm going to try to see the good <laughs> about this. Yeah. And it just... I'm going to try to be an organized person. Is yeah, like, exactly. I'm going to try to be like so-and-so who or, keeps their house really nice. Or like, I'm going to try and say nice things to my kids so they'll act good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't work, you guys. And it honestly repels people. They can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Versus just being somebody... And like really seeing, really being grateful, really seeing the good in Mm -hmm. people, really seeing the beauty in the task. Easier said than done. Yeah. I don't know who it was. I think it was a church thing. I don't know. Because they were talking about like sitting next to a campfire, right? And the fire doesn't have to do anything. Fire doesn't have to like send fireballs, flames out, like for you to feel their warmth. They're just being there. And so all it takes is for people to be around you and they can feel that warmth. And that's just you being. Like if we spend all of this mind drama trying, then we're never getting to the being part. Going back to just this what you love grows. I want you to practice it. I want you to try it. It doesn't have to look perfect. It doesn't have to look clean. It doesn't have to look... You might want those things. You might try to create that for yourself, but... As far as how it looks circumstantially, that's not what we're getting at here. We're getting at the feeling. When you choose to infuse the love into something, you are the very first beneficiary. I think that it blesses so many people after that, but you are the first one. You get to feel that. You get to step one step closer to the divine. Make something really mundane become super beautiful. Yeah, that's that's a gift for yourself and Mm -hmm. for others. I was just thinking, water the flowers, not the weeds. If there's things in your home or in your life or in your family or in your work or whatever that you don't love, it's okay. Just ignore it and then start watering what you can. Be grateful for what you can. Mm -hmm. I think of like house decor. It's easy to get like kind of crazy sometimes, at least (laughs) if you're in my family. Like me and my sister-in-law talk about it and stuff. It's like, oh, I need it to look like this. It needs to look like this. And I'll never forget. Anna walked into my house one day and I was whining about how it was ugly. And she was like, it's the energy. You have a good energy in your home. She does. Stop being weird. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And I believed her, but not enough. And now I'm going to really believe her. You want to be there. She does something to a home. This is the other thing. I love this. This is from Sally Clarkson. Like, it doesn't even have to be in your home. It can be at your work desk. Mm-hmm. It can be anywhere. Just infuse love into the space because she says, like, she travels a ton for work. And so she's often in hotel rooms, but she still wants to have hospitality. She still wants to bring people in into, into her love, into her space, and into her positive, good energy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so she she learns to make those areas that are mundane, like an ugly hotel room. She's like, I get a pot of pretty teacup or I get a candle at the store and I put a candle down with a scarf as the table runner like brings it with her and she's like everyone's like she brings them with her like really thinking about it and making that important and and the more that I'm like even just talking about you with this with you right Mm -hmm. now I'm like this is so important Mm -hmm. this is so important in your life and in your home and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna clean the crap out of my house and make it all beautiful also this word I had I thoughts about this word i had thoughts <laughs> anyway when the church changed visiting teaching to ministering i was like oh that word but <laughs> as i've gotten more comfortable with it like that is what she's talking about when you create these spaces of love all with this christ-like love toward other people 
again, I think that you are the very first beneficiary of that because we don't get to choose whether or not they take that hospitality. They make it mean, you know, what they make it mean. But I have seen, I've been a beneficiary specifically. I'm going to toot her horn again. I like this person. <laughs> I love Megan. Oh, <laughs> I was having a bad day. I was having a really hard day. And she immediately said, what are you doing today? Come over to my house. When I came to her house, she made me a meal and she got me a flower. And that little act of service, it changed so much for me. And it made me want to continue on that for somebody else. The next day I bought somebody else flowers. Like this kind of beauty, it doesn't have to even be these circumstantial things. It could be a note, but what you infuse, what you love grows. If you want more connection, if you want more friends, if you want more real conversation with your spouse, whatever you want, what you love grows. I want you to go first. I want you to be the one that is intentional about seeing people as God sees them. That will only bring fruits. I have never, have you ever seen somebody and been able to drop your things and just love somebody and no good fruit comes of it ever? I can't think of one time. Not when it comes from a place of true like yeah. love and, and not manipulation. Yeah, and yeah. not people pleasing. Yes, that was, that's that's what I was just about to just add on is is true service will really bless both people. And I think about times in my life when I've been served by somebody who just wanted to like love me, mm-hmm. and I'm like so grateful. And I've also been served by people who feel like they should and do it because they think that they should. And then they're kind of it's resentful and they're kind of like annoyed with you. I see it with babies sitting a lot. It lands differently. It lands different <laughs> and it doesn't bless either person the same. It doesn't. I've, I've, I've seen this with babysitting. I'm going to use this example. Like people. I'll I, watch your kids. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> like you ask, you're like, Hey, would you be able to babysit? And somebody's like, yeah. And then, and then they're like, when you go to pick them up, they're like, it was, it was fine. It was, you know, like, and you're like, you're like, I'm sorry. You should have said no. I didn't know you were, didn't want to, you know, like, and it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same way, but as when somebody's like decides in their soul, not yeah. just in their head, but in their soul, like, I really want to help this person. Mm-hmm. I really want to love your kids yeah. and I really want to help you today. And so I would love to take your kids while you're gone. And then they get back and they're like, here you go. Like, yeah. you know, it blesses, both it blesses both parties and that's true service. And that's why I think like the gospel just teaches serve, 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 but equally important to serve is intention and what you're infusing behind the service. Yep. Your feeling behind that service is so important. Okay, guys, I'm going to make a challenge. I think I said it like four times in here, but I want you to pick something and I want you, I am an imagery person, so I can just imagine like infusing it actually like from my hands to the object, infuse it with love. Give it a try. A little cheesy, but if you can get there, I promise it'll bless you. Cheesy, but the best thing ever. Okay. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.